Hey folks, I just wanted to do a content note off the top for intoxication. It's not directly alluded to uh, in this episode, but we did smoke a little bit of weed before recording this, so you are going to hear us a little bit giggly and high, and if that's going to trouble you, absolutely skip this episode, no hard feelings. Thanks. Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex blogger, a sex journalist, and every time I've fallen in love, I've like reread my journals from the last time I fell in love to try to check if I think I'm currently falling in love. And it's a bit of a weird relationship nerd process to go through. <laughs> Who are you, friend? I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a sex blogger. And I don't have a ton of journals to research, hmm. <laughs> but that sounds just, like a very you thing. Yeah, yeah. So you just have to wing it. Yeah, Damn. I don't... Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I don't know how I would do that. Anyway, we bring this up because <laughs> this week we're together in New York and we were like, we don't want to do a heavy or thoughtful topic. We want to do a goofy topic that we can just giggle at. And so we decided to ask each other those questions um, from that New York Times piece. There was about 36 questions you can ask someone to supposedly make the two of you fall in love. And we're, like, platonically in love, so, like, I don't know how well this is going to work, really. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So the, the idea is, from what I understand, these questions start surface level and then get more vulnerable and personal as time goes on. And you're supposed to alternate asking each other questions. And uh, it's based on psychological science. So, uh, can I start? Yes. Bex, if you were going to invite anyone in the world to dinner, who would it be? See, this question's really stressful. Because, mm -hmm. like, w am I going into the dinner knowing them? Or are they just, like, showed up? Like, I guess you wished for it, so I'm here. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm. there are some people... Like... It'd be really cool to hang out with Brendan Urie, but I would not want to go on a, like, two-hour dinner date with a rock star, like, <laughs> where you have to just awkwardly sit and talk to each other. If I had rapport with this person going right. in, then cool, but otherwise I'd rather just have, like, dinner with you or something that's considerably less stressful. Aww. Well, yeah, because usually the question is a dinner party, which I always think is kind of a more compelling and more believable question. Yeah. Because, like, how, how many people are really going to come to a one-on-one -on -one dinner with a random person they don't know? But if it's a party, maybe they'll want to go. And one-on-one -on -one dinners are so stressful. Like, that's one of my bigger anxiety triggers is Even being alone Even with people you know room. super well, yeah. Right? Sometimes it's too much. Because in a group, you can just kind of fade into the background and recharge and mm -hmm. then rejoin, and you can't do that at a one-on-one -on -one dinner. No, they're fucking staring at you the entire time. Ah. 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 <laughs> Okay, do I ask the next one? Yes. That, yes. Do we end every question by yelling? <laughs> um, Probably. Would you like to be famous in what way? Oh, man. Juicy. Very juicy. I would like to be exactly as famous as Amanda Palmer is. This uh -huh. has actually been my longstanding theory. I think that she is <laughs> at the perfect level of fame, which is that, like, a ton of people know her. She can book gigs anywhere. 
Um, she has some notoriety, but she's also not like a list celeb where like if she's walking down the street, like every single person stops her and wants to talk to her. I think that like the ideal level is like midway. And I think of Amanda Palmer like, pretty <laughs> much exactly midway. <laughs> See, I used to like want some kind of like notoriety for something cool. What mm-hmm. what would you want to be famous for? Oh, I, a writer for sure. Okay. Yeah, I want to like a like a famous blogger, like one of those bloggers who like their whole face and vibe and style is like their brand basically. Mm-hmm. I always kind of wanted to be more like lifestyley in my sex blogging and I think that's kind of where my brand would go also. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, used to want some sort of notoriety for something that was important to me, but, like, I'm moving into a place, or back to a place, one of the, like, most peak me stories from childhood is I came home from school one day in tears, and my mom was like, what's going on? And I was like, I'm popular, and now no one will leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) It was the most tragic thing that had ever happened to me. And then I moved away the end of that year, and was, like firmly the quiet kid in the new school um (laughs) that's your scorpio rising or whatever yeah (laughs) yeah um so like i in the past couple of years i've realized a lot of the reasons i kind of wanted that was more just like external validation stuff and i'm getting that through kink in a way that's really satisfying and that allows me to like introvert yeah i'm really like been exploring this a lot lately can we subvert the American dream using kink? <laughs> right, like, Is that I realized, what this means? I realized it wasn't... Well, I mean, for me, it wasn't the notoriety that I was looking for. It was that kind of, like, external validation. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's why I do kink. And if I can get <laughs> it there, I don't have to worry about all of the... ...kink dynamic now that I think about it. Yeah. I just don't need it as much. Yeah. Cool whoa (laughs) yeah and like the more i delved into my kink identity i realized how much less important like a lot of external validation has been for me Mm -hmm. um and it's cool i'm here for it Mm, kink has self-improvement yeah rad bex before making a telephone call (laughs) do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and if so why (laughs) I yes, the answer. <laughs> because I have an anxiety disorder. <laughs> I have texts that I'm waiting to send that are just in a notes app in my phone <laughs> that have just been getting revisions for the yes, past week. Yes. Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't do this shit without planning. Yeah, I often rehearse things I'm going to say in person, via text, in any medium, really. I send them to you as a draft. Yeah, I'll write a rough draft of an analog love letter before I copy it onto the <laughs> final page. How do people not, you know? I know. I just, I don't get it. (laughs) Okay. What would constitute a perfect day for you? Oh my God. Sleep till like 1030, wake up, morning sex involving some kind of beating, uh, go for brunch, amazing pancakes, bacon, coffee, mmm... Go to, like, a matinee of a musical. Uh, Go back home, more sex. Um, Listen to some McElroy Brothers podcasts. (laughs) Go out for uh, an improv show. Go have dinner. Um, 
at the restaurant, we discover a secret back room that has a grand piano in it, and I play piano for whoever my date is, who is, like, completely wrapped the entire time, <laughs> and then uh, go home, have more sex, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Not sex on the piano? Isn't that on your bucket mm. list? True, yeah. That's where I thought we were going when we found Oh no, I for sure just want someone to shut up while I play music. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, if they're shutting up because they're going down on me, maybe that's kind of a compromise, you know? Ooh, like a whole... uh, Hysterical literature thing. With pianos, great. Love it. Um, We're like concert penis, am I right? (laughs) Your day has so much. Yeah. Those are, I don't think there are that many hours. Oh, there are. Because I've done basically that with my partner. We do it. There's, we call it make out a clock. It comes some, at some point between two meals, there will be a sort of a center point that is make out a clock where you just like need to fuck. And that's just, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was more, I thought there were multiple pieces of theater in there because you had a matinee and an improv show. Yeah. And that's where I was worried where the... Con- improv show's in. only about an hour. Ah, Musical okay. might be two, two and a half. Okay. I don't know theater. It all se- <laughs> sounds like an investment. No. Okay. No, it would be fine. Okay. I don't think mine is nearly as elaborate. Yeah, you probably just want to chill, right? Yeah, I would... Get up around 8 and hang out in bed until, like, 9, which is what I do every morning anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get Um, that morning introvert time in, you know? Yeah. Sleeping was so exhausting. It's so important. (laughs) No, I love it. I need at least an hour awake before I talk to people. Yeah, relatable. Um, (laughs) um, Although possibly, like, cuddles and morning sex. Mm -hmm. Um with someone that I'm, like, super comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are a tier of people in my life who don't count as people, <laughs> and I mean that in the most loving way. <laughs> um, in that they are not exhausting to be around at all. Um, wow, way to strip me of my personhood. <laughs> no, I feel you. I'm with you on that. But we can- spent last evening marathoning Brooklyn Nine-Nine and hardly interacting, and that was the type of interaction, you know? Exactly. Just really felt you in my heart. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, if there's someone I'm, like, that comfortable with, um, and they wake up, like, a half hour after me, mm-hmm. then cuddles and morning sex could could work. I'd mm-hmm. be down with that. Um, <laughs> gotta stagger the wake-ups. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I make blueberry scones for brunch, Aww. because they're delicious. Cute. Yeah. Um, and then probably, um, like marathoning, um, horror movies or something during the middle of the day. And I think it wanted, I want it to be raining. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I would want to go out and do some sort of adventure activity, something cool and exciting and fun. Um, and then dinner and then back home and sex. Seems good. Yeah. I love how introvert you both of these days are, though. They're like <laughs> high libido introvert stuff. Yeah. Because notice that mine was all with one person. Yeah. Because, like, I do like other people, but, <laughs> I mean, really, the one-on-one is, like, so much more calming for me usually, which I know it's the opposite for you. Yeah. It's my turn to ask, right? 
Uh, no, it's my turn to ask you. Oh, shit. When did you last sing to yourself, and when did you last sing to someone else? I last sang to myself yesterday. In the shower? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, also in my room. Um, yeah. Uh, I sing to myself a whole bunch, especially since my voice dropped, because I'm still <laughs> bad at it, but it sounds deeper now. Um, so I sing to myself a lot. I sing to other people almost never. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last time I sang to someone was when my roommate Joe and I had a MCR sing-along in the kitchen. Um, yeah. Aw, that's cute. Yeah. I sing to myself constantly. I think probably the last time I sang to someone would have been over the phone with my partner because there is a certain level of intoxication that I reach sometimes where just everything needs to be a song. Mm-hmm. It's I gotta get right to the exact right percentage of high versus sober, though. I don't get there every time. <laughs> yeah, the higher I am, uh, c- certain strains make me more likely to sing and dance. <laughs> I'm into it. (laughs) Ah, I skipped one. Oh no. Okay. Um, If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Oof. Yikes. Yikes. That's a really hard one. I think I want to keep my mind. I think dementia is like a very intense fear for me. And I'm not too troubled yet by the physical process of aging. But I feel like I would change my answer as soon as I started to <laughs> feel my knees really go or something. Mm. I don't know. What do you think? I I mean, it depends on how you interpret the question. Because the idea of retaining the mind of a 30-year-old for the rest of my life, like, I want my mind to evolve and grow, Mm -hmm. and that feels really stagnant, and I don't know, yeah. So I think I'm more comfortable, so I guess retain the body of a Mm 30-year-old, but like, I don't know, neither of them sound particularly good. I'm more (laughs) interested in, like, my life actually progressing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but also, like, I think they're also, like, you get to live until you're 90, and I'm like, I want to live until I'm going to live. Like, (laughs) I'd rather, like, you know, I'd rather live my life. Yeah. Jeez, these are getting heavy fast, We're on seven. There's only 36, though. Yeah. Dex, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I mean, shit. We can just move right along if you want. Moving on. That's a yikes for both of us. Oh, jeez. Um, fuck. Kate, name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. We were both real unraveled by that last question. Super uncomfortable. Uh, we both appear to or, uh, to own a lot of sex toys, mm-hmm. just from glancing around. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even looked in where they're stored yet. I'm just looking around sort of the surface of the room. The ones up there haven't been used or touched if you want any of them. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, 
six million Tantus rumbles. I don't want another one. I had three. I it was hard enough getting rid of them. Yikes. Um, God, what were we talking about? One more. Oh, one more thing that we appear to have in common. Um, I mean, we're both white. That's boring. (laughs) We appear to both be intoxicated. Things aren't always as they appear, Bex. <laughs> oh, they are. <laughs> they most certainly are. Um, we appear to both be queer. Yeah? Yep. You think I look queer? Yeah. Aww. <laughs> um, I feel so seen in my feminist. <laughs> I, I mean, you have... It, it's the tattoos right now. Mm, okay. It's, um, <laughs> uh, and... We appear to both be smiley. Aww. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> Could be related to the first point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Further study needed. Bex, for what in your life do you feel most grateful? Mm, I think the extent of like self work and self discovery I've done mm-hmm. and like coming into my queerness and my transness and how much it's just kind of pieced together the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, In the past year, things just make sense in a way they didn't before, in things that I can't even necessarily link to gender in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it just, everything feels more settled and more right. Mm -hmm. Um... So I guess the community that got me there and the fucking work I put in to get there and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. What about you? I mean, probably just, like, my relationships. I know a lot of good folks. Yeah. And I have a lot of old friendships now, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> is this me? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was you. No. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Mm. My mom, one time, as far as I know, read my journal. And I truly feel like I have never been the same since then. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm I'm a not super trusting person in some other ways because of anxiety. But that was like, that really fucked me up. Because then I was like, oh, this, the one space that I thought was private was actually not. And so it was, that was yeah. pretty rough. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, what about you? Yeah. Uh, I'd give my mom access to more money and resources. Ugh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just would have changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Not even just, like, around money, like, the things that seem direct, but just around, like, her mental health and shit. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Do we have eight minutes to spend on this? How about you just tell me your life story and... Oh, okay. All right. You want to go micro with it? (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Let me see. To just compile some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Skip this one too. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to do the, like, sum it up in a sentence. Mm-hmm. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you want to just skip it? We kind of know each other's life stories. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we know each other's life story. And we don't have eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we probably just spent three or four minutes trying to think Yeah, of but you it. could just edit that out. <laughs> yeah, I could. <laughs> I mean, eight minutes of content. (laughs) No, you can't. Oh, God. Eight minutes of me just high being like, no. Oh, God. Figure it out. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Hmm. I mean, I wish I was more confident, but like... That seems really boring and obvious. Um, more like confident and brave. Um, but ability, I wish I knew American Sign Language. I just think that would be awesome. Like, I've so many times wanted to learn it and, like, not had the follow through. Yeah. I would say, um, I was thinking bravery, too, before you said it. I thought that was interesting. Just to, like do more exciting, cool, interesting shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny because we're both people who get the comment all the time, like, oh, you're so brave. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, no. <laughs> nah. And I'm also like, I just want to do, like, weirder, more interesting shit. Yeah. When generally I'm the weirdest person a lot of my friends know. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um... And yeah, the only, like, ability that comes to mind is I'm learning coding already, so if I could just, like, skip to the end of that. Yeah, although it would also be cool to wake up with, like, really good rope or impact skills. (laughs) Yeah. Rope, oh my god. Right? Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't have access two bottoms that I'm, like, comfortable and close with and that I have the kind of dynamic that I could, like, practice with. Yeah. So it'd be cool to just wake up and be able to do that and be able to do, like, pick up, be skilled enough for pickup play with toppy stuff. Yeah. I would even just want to learn to self-tie. Yeah. Oh, so I really want to learn how to self-suspend. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? I can't think of anything that I want certainty from. (laughs) Okay. Like, I don't know, everything I think of that I'm curious about, I'm like, yeah, but it sounds more exciting to figure that out. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's gotta be something. Yeah. You know, I mean shit even something that's like good for the world but like mm-hmm. i don't know i wouldn't want to know the future like that's i've seen too much time travel that's fucking... <laughs> yeah i think a few years ago i would have said i want to know who is the person who i'm meant to end up with romantically but now i'm poly and also i don't super know that i believe in the concept of like a soulmate yeah but Mm. 
If we're talking like I could get intel from like a multiverse, I would want to know like what is an actual effective way that would work for us to overthrow capitalism and stop climate change. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm like there's some shit like that that I yeah. could like, yeah, let's, you know. Yeah. How to fucking help the world. Yeah. Like there is a logistical question, I'm sure, but like all of this stuff about my own life. Yeah. I just want to li- li- live it. It's a really interesting question. Yeah. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? I've dreamed of writing a book for a long time. Um, For a long time, I didn't know what I wanted it to be about. And then I did know, but I didn't have the space or the money to be able to take time off and work on it to the extent that I would need to be able to. Um... But I've started working on stuff on the weekends, just like very slowly working towards it. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, the only thing that I've like dreamed of, I guess, for kind of a long time and not done is I've wanted to go back to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, most of the stuff that I've, like, really aspired to and wanted to do, I've done or at least done in part, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I really thought about that. Yeah. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Transitioning, probably. Yeah. Like that, that's a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, this podcast is up there too, as like yeah. something I'm really, really proud of doing. Yeah. Yeah. And my relationships. Mm-hmm. I think mine is starting my blog. I've had a sex blog for seven years. I'm pretty impressed with myself. Yeah. <laughs> I asked this one. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> what do you value most in a friendship, Kate? <laughs> Literally crying. I think all. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, reliability uh shared sense of humor um honesty uh, supportiveness stop saying all my answers. <laughs> Similar levels of introversion or complementary levels. Literally all of my answers. Stop it. (laughs) Every time you say one, I'm like, well, I'll just, okay, I'll say this instead. And then that's the next one you say. (laughs) Um, And I guess uh, that we don't have um, the same taste in potential partners, because that's just, that can get awkward. That is handy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, similar levels of introversion and just comfort with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, like I'm never afraid that you're going to judge me for something. Mm-hmm. Fucking ever. Um, and that's Good. very rare in relationships that I yeah. have with people. Yeah. Um, so just that degree of comfort and that level of, like I was talking about before, that, like, not really a people. It's not draining <laughs> to be around them, like, yeah. in the way that it is to be around anyone else. Yeah. Um, a very rare quality. Yeah. Uh, mutual humor. Uh, mutual lov- uh, levels of humor around, like, dark shit. Yeah. 
Like, <laughs> our, our text threads have the things I'd only tell you <laughs> and shit. Like, and not, not in the way that, you know, your uncle on Facebook likes edgy humor. <laughs> Um, but in the, like, you know what, I'm having a really dark time right now and I need to laugh so I'm not crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I need people that I can do that with as well. Mm-hmm. And all of the shit you said. <laughs> Taking all the best answers. <laughs> what is your most treasured memory? Yikes. God damn. <laughs> like, how sappy do we want to get right now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's designed to be sappy, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really have a, like, all-time most treasured memory. I have, like, favorites that I revisit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I feel like my relationship with memories evolve over time. Yeah. As my relationships with the people in them evolve. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say either my first date with my partner or the night that I missed my flight and came back to stay with you and I was, like, weeping and you brought me Kleenex and showed up in your Batman onesie at the subway station to take care of me. Like, that's so weird because it was like, I was so upset in that moment, but it's, like, still a fave memory. Because <laughs> I cry every time I think about it. And I was running so late, I had to, like, I, like, sprinted through CVS to get you tissues in a Batman onesie. There was no time to change. (laughs) What is your most terrible memory? Well, this took a turn. Oh, God. I mean, I feel like my most recent breakup is the one that stings the most right now, because it's kind of the most recent, like, really awful thing. Either that or my cat dying, which was horrendous, because we were with her, and it was so sad. And then we got in an Uber afterward to go back to my parents' house, I mean, my brother, and we're both, like, so depressed, and the Uber driver's like, you guys need to cheer up, and he started blasting reggae music, and we were both like, please, please. (laughs) He was like, want me to take you to the beach? We were like, no. No. (laughs) Really don't. (laughs) Mine is probably just some of my, like, darker mental health days. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the ones that happen around, that didn't happen around an inciting event. Yeah. Because that's always the worst when it's like, I feel terrible and I don't know why. There's yeah. literally nothing to point to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have a couple of those that are probably, ooh. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are now living? Why? I'd like to think I'd take more risks and Mm -hmm. try and cram more adventures into it. Um, I'd say fuck it with money. Mm -hmm. Um, And just start doing shit. Yeah. Because I can stave off repercussions for a year. Yeah. (laughs) Been avoiding shit my whole life. (laughs) That's nothing. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would still be, like, too nervous to actually do things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd like to think that's what I'd do. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would travel a lot and kind of 
drop almost everything work-wise and just go do the art that I wanted to do. Have a lot of sex. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I just start going on adventures and doing weird, cool shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Keep asking these devastating questions. <laughs> what does friendship mean to you? Oh, God. Uh, well, I'm Polly, so I feel like my concept of friendship is closer to what mainstream culture thinks of as a romantic partner. Like, it's like a sense of dedication and longevity and, like, importance and mutual dedication. Um... And also my friends are the people who keep me alive a lot of the time. So there's that. Yeah. Man. Once again. We get heavy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're up to question 20. Okay. So. We can do this probably. We've got this. How much worse could it get? (laughs) (laughs) And once again, your answer is very similar to mine, which is why we are in what we are in. (laughs) Um... But yeah, this level of mutual dedication, um, it is and or can be at least a really intense relationship for me, mm-hmm. um, in a way that I think a lot of people don't get or respect, mm-hmm. um, which is why some of my closest friendships are with people who do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it's it's a level of connection and that I don't think has to come with specific requirements for behavior. Cause I have some friends that I talk to once every couple of months and like, but when I see them, mm-hmm. like they are my friend, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just a level of connection and dedication to each other. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Good answers guys. Yeah. What roles do love and affection play in your life? <laughs> what are you me? <laughs> um, yeah, feelings. Um, no, I actually, I, mm, I don't know. That's that. That's true for me with love and affection. I think that's true for me with romantic love and affection. Yeah. That I'm much more skittish. Um, but that's just because I'm afraid of vulnerability. Um, <laughs> but uh, as far as I think love and affection are really important to me in in a way that manifests through friendship and everything. I'm gen- generally a pretty affectionate person, whether it's physically or emotionally or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. if, if I care about you, I care about you. You are important to me, and I will express that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, and it's really important to me whether it manifests romantically or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to answer this question, actually, because love and affection are, like, most of my life. <laughs> like, they're, like, what I write about and what I'm obsessed with and what I have always been obsessed with. So it's, like, hard for me to actually even parse how to answer this question. So maybe that is an answer of its own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. Um, you have a very cute smile. No! <laughs> <laughs> Um, your laugh is, like, excessively joyous. Aww, <laughs> it's delightful. You're a really good baker. Oh, you're a really good writer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I really like the pants you have on right now. They look great on you. 
Thanks. I like your stripy socks. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> and and your tattoos. <laughs> Did we do six? No. That Wait, was six. That, that was six. six. Yeah. Oh, we I thought it was five each. No, okay, that's fine. Yeah, we went above and beyond. <laughs> okay, well, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Do you want to skip this one? Nah, we got this. <laughs> okay, how close and warm is your family? Do you feel that your childhood was happier than most other people's? <sighs> I, I don't know. My childhood wasn't particularly unhappy, but I think it was somewhat, like, sheltered mm -hmm. um, from just experience and intense feeling um, and that sort of thing. Uh, although there was some complicated shit. Um, but I was closer to my mom growing up, and uh, as I grew up with queerness and transness and teenage years and everything, uh, I moved away from my mom, and I'm getting a lot closer to my dad in the most recent years, because I wasn't close to either of them for a minute there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm getting closer to my dad and his side of the family, and my brother is over there, and it's actually kind of nice. Good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my family has always been pretty close and warm. I have had some issues with my dad in the past, because he has a temper on him, and I wasn't always a good girl, as they say. Um, <laughs> but, uh, mostly everything's cool now. My brother's one of my best friends and I had a pretty happy childhood. Yeah. Except for the whole depression thing. <laughs> Undiagnosed mental illnesses. Woo! Mental yeah. illness. Yeah. It all worked out, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Okay. This one's you, babe. Oh, Jesus. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother, Kate? <laughs> My mom's a good lady. Um, these questions were never meant to be podcasted. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should have proofread. <laughs> yeah. My mom, I think, uh, has some boundary issues, uh, that she's working on, um, and I appreciate that she's, um, so extroverted because it's been helpful to me in lots of situations, but also sometimes it's a source of conflict for us. Um, but mostly she's, like, the most amazing supportive mom in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> a diplomatic uh, answer. <laughs> Uh, I should work on my relationship with my mom. Mm -hmm. I should work on a lot of things. <laughs> we'll get there. It's on the to-do list. <laughs> Succinctly put. <laughs> Make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling dot dot dot. We are both very giggly. Mm-hmm. We both do sex ed work. We both have a podcast. <laughs> it's this one. <laughs> We're both wearing socks right now. We're be both best friends. <laughs> <laughs> we both have tattoos. Yay, that Yay. was three. <laughs> We're both best friends. <laughs> With each other. <laughs> it's amazing. 
complete this sentence. I I think I did two in a row this time. No, you didn't. I think I did. (laughs) No, I read the we statements. I, no, I asked, okay. (laughs) Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. Oh, man. I really miss having a rope bondage top. That's kind of high on my list right now. My partner is interested in starting on it, but I used to have a fuck buddy who was, like, really, really good at it and really, really into it, and I I miss him. He kind of floated away. I think he might have started dating someone monogamously. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. I do miss rope. I wish I had someone that I could share warm desserts with, (laughs) because there's... I have my roommate, but most warm desserts are six to eight serving sizes, and then they're not good cold. Things like molten lava cakes and creme brulee and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I have to serve them when they come out. Mm -hmm. So I I need people to come here and eat them. I'm sorry, I don't live here. I know. If you were going to become a close friend with your partner, (laughs) please share what would be important for him or her to know. Or for them to know. Yeah. Don't assume. <laughs> I am trans and mentally ill. <laughs> Here is my suggested reading list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, oh, God. I'm a funky, kinky weirdo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, mine would basically be the same list except not trans. Like, yeah. I feel like that stuff is, like, super yeah. important and relevant. Tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time. (laughs) Saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met. Whoa. 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 Okay. Um, I think you look like if Jake Peralta was a pop punk band guy. (laughs) And it's a very... Band guy? Yeah. (laughs) Any one of the band guys. (laughs) Any one of the band guys. (laughs) I'm a musician. I have no excuse. None at all. Um, it's it's a it's a roguishly cute combo. It's good. <laughs> uh, I admire your bravery and your humor and your resilience and um, your uh, ability to take large dicks. <laughs> <laughs> That is is a thing you would not say to someone you just met. (laughs) Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Kate. I admire your ability to take large dicks. Um, Depends how I met them, you know? Maybe that's the first thing I ever saw them do. That's reasonable. You can really only base your interaction on what you know. Um, (laughs) Who am I to make assumptions? You seem flexible and accommodating. (laughs) No! you're super clever and a really good writer and like your writing makes me feel things (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i know i it's fine um no but you write in a way that's really clear and evocative um thank you and yeah really fucking good at what you do um thanks friend and uh i admire the way you capture feelings in your writing um 
and I think that's due in part or in full to how well you feel your feelings <laughs> um, and how intensely you feel them. Um, and yeah, I really admire your vulnerability in that because um, that's really fucking scary. Aw, thank yeah. you. So earnest and wholesome. <laughs> Start asking us about dicks again. God. <laughs> Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I have so many of them. We'll bring it back to the singing thing. When I was a little kid, you know this story, but when I was a little kid, I tried out for chorus and I had to sit in the classroom and like we went around in a circle and all took turns singing. And when I did, everyone laughed at me, including the teacher, <laughs> which is why I don't sing in front of people. That's so horrible. I know. It's so upsetting. That's so horrible. <laughs> It's the one I thought of because we were talking about singing earlier, right. so it was just, it was right there. It's actually super hard to think of, like, things that feel embarrassing to me in this moment because I'm with you. <laughs> um, I definitely did pee my pants many times at school at elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that, like, I had a procedure, like, I would just, like, tie my sweater around my waist and it would all be good. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with me. I have, well, so it was hard to think of them, too, because so many of my embarrassing stories, like, the most mortifying stories are I said something slightly goofy in front of someone that I think is really cute. Yeah. Um, which is not an interesting story for any of you. Um, and also outs me on what a fucking weirdo I am around the people I have crushes on. Mm -hmm. So it's fine. We're just going to ignore it. <laughs> And talk about childhood weirdness instead. <laughs> when did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? Uh, I last cried by myself yesterday um, because I was uh, doing uh, the whole air travel thing and mm -hmm. thought they were going to lose my bag. And I have a lot of air travel anxieties to begin with. So I started panicking and crying in the airport. <laughs> Which is not the first or even the fifth time that I've cried <laughs> in an airport. Um, but the last time I, like, actually had a, a full-on cry in front of another person was the other night when I watched the Mr. Rogers documentary with my mom. <laughs> and we were both just weeping. Just unstoppably. <laughs> I love that you're, like... That the way you set that up, you're like, but the last time I really had, like, a full-on cry in front of another person <laughs> was, like, four days ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, God, the last time... I... Okay, so I don't remember the last time I cried in front of another human being. Okay. Um, which is probably not healthy. <laughs> um, but the last time I cried while alone was um, while watching Sense8 yesterday morning. Uh, yeah, fair. Um, just openly wept. <laughs> it's been a long week, but also just, like, queer and trans stories written by queer and trans people. Mm -hmm. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. Why are they making us do this so many times? We already like each other. <laughs> this is... We're supposed to talk about more things we like about each other. Yeah, no. We're... we're it's fine. We know. Yeah. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? I mean, there are a lot of things that shouldn't be joked about. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that 
like, done extremely carefully and in the right circumstances with the right people. I've joked about a lot of stuff that I wouldn't <laughs> in other places. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like in the same way I can make trans jokes and other people can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the person, ma- <laughs> I think the person making the joke and where the joke is coming from, uh, depends a lot. Because honestly, I'm never going to go up to someone and tell them they don't have a right to joke about their own experience. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think that oppression, forms of oppression should not be joked about by the oppressors in those cases. Yeah. Because, like, I've seen a ton of funny material about racism or sexism coming from oppressed folks, and they're lampooning their oppressors, and it's, like, fucking hilarious. And there's even funny rape jokes, like, usually women telling them yeah um about some of the the points related to that that are that are just like absurd or backwards or whatever uh my favorite can i share my favorite funny (laughs) rape joke this is uh sarah sarah what's her name sarah silverman yeah yeah she she like makes some she makes some reference to rape and then the audience like boos or whatever and she goes oh who do you think is gonna get offended about that rape victims they don't even report their rapes (laughs) <laughs> it's horrible but it's brilliant <laughs> it's awful if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone what would you most regret not having told someone why haven't you told them yet man i think these days i've grown up enough that i'm saying i love you to all the right people at the right frequency so i think i'm okay on that one i mean i would probably apologize to my mom <laughs> Just for all the times I've been a dick to her. They build up a lot in, you know, 26 years of living. <laughs> I, think, I think that's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to have a conversation with my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why haven't I done that yet? Because I'm fucking tired. Give me a minute, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I can work on one thing at a time. <laughs> oh, God. Your house containing everything... Oh, you asked me this one. Your house containing everything you own. <laughs> Damn it, I liked it when it was your house more. <laughs> <laughs> it will be in a, in a minute. Catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? My leather jacket, I think. Mm, a very you answer. Yeah, it's the most expensive thing I own and it would be the hardest to replace. Uh-huh. I would grab my box of old journals for sure. Yeah. There's Absolutely. no question, yeah. It'll be watched. It'd be hard to watch my ukulele burn, but you know, yeah. I can get another one. Jesus! <laughs> of all the people in your family, whose death would you find the most disturbing? Why? My brother, because he's younger than me, and he's one of my best pals, and you know, I it would be hard to go on without him. <laughs> Love the guy. Yeah. How about you? Probably my brother too. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I have two, not going to indicate which one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last one. Oh, shit. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you've chosen. Okay. I've done uh, peer support work. I know how to mirror feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know my problem right now, but Uh I don't know if we're putting all that on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. How do I have a conversation I'm scared of having? Hmm. Suspiciously vague. (laughs) (laughs) Wonder what that means. Hmm. 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 You appear to be feeling scared. (laughs) And apprehensive even about sharing the details of the situation to our podcast listeners. I have no problems. My life is perfect. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Scared, nervous, apprehensive. Um, I think you... If it was me, I would write a script, practice it out loud, kind of visualize all the different outcomes I could anticipate, um, and then once I got to a positive outcome, kind of repeat that visualization a few times over, kind of, you know, get it in there, and, uh, and then right before I was about to do it, I would probably text my best friend and be like, yo, can you pump me up? (laughs) I like the idea of you going through different scenarios in your head. Yeah. And being like, uh, and in this one, oh, in this one, they throw something at me. No, no, no. What about this one? And in this one, nope, they stormed off. Okay. And in this one, oh, it went beautiful. We're just going to replay that one. Just stick. Well, this just is, keep this it going. This is an, an anxiety thing. Is like, you're not prepared for anything unless you're prepared for everything, you know? <laughs> Okay, what's a personal problem I'm having? How do I uh, get an extrovert to stop extroverting at me without hurting their feelings? Because I don't want to just be like, yo, I can't fucking listen to you anymore. <laughs> but, like, I, I, don't, I don't know how to do that in a way that's kind. I try to, if I can, um, offer some context in a time when I'm not trying to extract myself, if this is a person I have an ongoing relationship with, because mm-hmm. um, it sounds like you really want to preserve their feelings, mm-hmm. um, and it sounds like you're really concerned for their comfort, to the extent where you're putting yourself in a situation jeopardizing your own comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think offering them that context in, a, in another time um, makes it easier to come back to that and be like, yeah, I'm feeling tired now. Um, mm-hmm. like I have a lot of important people in my life who will just look at me and be like, oh, you're in, you need to introvert now. And like, <laughs> will send me off or leave me alone and know not to take it personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's not someone that you can have that kind of rapport with or someone who doesn't listen when you do that, mm-hmm. um, you can say something, uh, along the lines of like, listen, I really want to be able to be present for this conversation or I really want to hear what you have to say here. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm feeling out of it. I've had a long day, like mm-hmm. something along those lines, you know, give me five, 10 minutes. I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go lay down for a little bit and, you know, mm-hmm. we'll continue this conversation in a little bit. Um, but yeah, offering like, I want to prioritize this and <laughs> I cannot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Wise words. Yeah. Are we in love now? (laughs) I mean, it's cheating, because we have been for years. I guess. (laughs) Fair. Thank you for joining us for this wild ride of a Dildorks episode. Maybe they're all in love with us now. Oh, wow. I don't know if that's how that works, but... Uh, Were were you answering them at home? (laughs) If you do, I would be interested to hear what your results were. Just alone to your empty car. (laughs) I assume you all listen while driving. Except you. You're on the subway, aren't you? (laughs) Have that pole tighter. Oh my goodness. I have been Kate Sloan. (laughs) You can find my sex blog 
at girlyjuice.net and the rest of my writing at katewritesaboutsex.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. Where is your stuff? I really hope the person on the subway wasn't answering the questions out loud. <laughs> I hope they fucking were. That's badass. <laughs> I'm Bex. You can find all my writing at bextalksex.com, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at bextalksex. Together we're the Dildorks. We're at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram and at thedildorks.com. If you want to support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash dildorks slash thedildorks. You know the name of the show. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Toss a couple of bucks our way helps us keep doing what we're doing. Thank you to Protodome. He did our theme song. Thank you to Amy. She did our logo. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Thirty-six questions in love or some bullshit. Yeah. Cool. Dot com. <laughs> Actually. Thirty-six questions in love or some bullshit. Dot com. That's your domain provider. Dot or some bullshit. <laughs> Bex was feeling vulnerable this weekend, so we decided to ask them a ton of questions. Yep. Just like sometimes you gotta go through instead of around, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what the expression is, right? <laughs> For sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, like, put my phone away mm-hmm. so we could focus on the podcast. Right. But this week, <laughs> the podcast is in our phone. Yep. <laughs> I think you're asking me. Oh, shit. Okay. I was reading about Stanley. What? <laughs> my phone gave me a push notification. <laughs> no more not want to show up toasted to see my boy. <coughs> Although he might like that, but <coughs> that's super fair. It's not negotiated on this instance. Mm. <coughs> I mean, you could ask him, we could fall in love high. <laughs> I feel like that hey, would quick cut negoti- <laughs> How would you feel about me getting high and falling in love with my best friend? <laughs> Just real quick. Just real quick. I feel like it would cut through some of the intensity of these, like, deep questions. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not answering my text from a couple minutes ago about, uh, mm. that I have a joint for us, so. Also, I might be slightly high when I show up. <laughs> but only because of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so bye, one more. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs>